It's Feel Good Friday, where Community State Bank shines a light on the good that's happening in the communities of southeastern Wisconsin. Hey Scott, what's the good news today? Hello everybody, I'm Scott Hudipole with Community State Bank, and thanks for joining us for another edition of our Feel Good Friday. And today we have two lovely women here that are with the 100 Women Who Care Kenosha County. And we have Crystal Miller and Laura Burnett Shoemaker. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thank you, you bet. Um, Crystal is uh, one of the co-founders of this organization. And Laura is our very own, works for Community State Bank. And uh, she's one of the, the, uh, the ladies that joined the organization. So we really uh, are excited to have both of you here today. Be- before we get started, Crystal, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Little things like that. Well, I grew up in Canada, actually. Really? Ended up, yes, ended up in Wisconsin. Um, I came to college here and uh-huh. then ended up, came to Kenosha in 2000, oh, excuse me, before 2000, 1997. So 24 years I've been here and have claimed it ever since, but it was probably about 15 years ago I said, what am I going to do to actually become a Kenoshan? Uh-huh. And it was a very meaningful time for me because I actually said those words, and I started getting involved in working with service organizations. I was a member of the Rotary Club, and then as a result of that, learned a lot about nonprofits mm-hmm. and what we could do for our community through the impact that we could have just by serving. All right, great. What part of Canada? Uh, the North Woods, actually. Really? Yeah, my parents were missionaries, and so north of Thunder Bay, north of Dryden, Ontario. That's uh-huh. my early years were there, and then my teenage years were in Winnipeg. No kidding. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Laura, how about you? Well, I've lived in Kenosha my whole life. I uh, grew up in Kenosha and live in Pleasant Prairie now, and career-wise, I've always been in banking ever since I graduated from school, and love working for the community banks and where I'm at now. And like Crystal said too, love doing the volunteer work and working with nonprofits. Cool. And we're very lucky to have you. Thank you. All right, Crystal, we'll start with you. Um, tell us about, you're, you're one of the co-founders of this organization. Tell us about the 100 Women Who Care Kenosha County. Well, it was the summer of 2017 and I was approached by Marianne Yunt and Donna Jameson. Those are the other two founders. And we, all three of us, were board members for the Boys and Girls Club of Kenosha. And Marianne, and perhaps Donna too, both of them had been exposed to 100 Women Who Care in other cities. And so they were both really passionate about getting this started. And one of the reasons, it's an unlikely reason, but I think that as we were raising money for Boys and Girls Club of Kenosha, we realized that so many people said, oh, Boys and Girls Club, they, they're the big one, they get the big money, they have lots of fans, lots of favorites, lots of checks being written, but what about these little nonprofits? What about things we have never heard of before? And so all three of us made a commitment to not represent Boys and Girls Club of Kenosha, but simply to start a space where we could get to know other women in our community. It was really big on just building relationships. Sure. Um, learn about nonprofits and the work that they were doing in our city, things maybe we didn't have any idea that these services were available, and then to really make an impact for those places and to be able to learn a lot about them and then bringing people together in a social setting with just $100 and walking away knowing you had a part in really big impact, it was extraordinary. That's cool. So when you say it, it this organization is in other, other cities, is this a like part of a larger organization, or is it just a, th- 
other or, or the cities just have that as uh, as an out. For, uh, so there, for this is not a formal chapter. Okay. We didn't have to apply. We don't pay any fees. We don't really have any rules that we have to follow. But there are other organizations that do this kind of model in mm-hmm. raising money in their communities. Some are for men and women. Some are just for men. There is a pretty big contingency of 100 women who care in other cities. Really? And for us, it was fun because most of us have an opportunity to give $100 once uh-huh. a quarter. Okay. And that's really the way that this was set up. We, we are trying to get 100 women in the room, bringing a blank check for $100 and a nomination for their favorite nonprofit. And we pull a random, well, actually three random nominations, totally random, so that really? you could be in there one time and get pulled. And then someone from that organization, either just the woman who's super passionate about it or maybe their leaders in the room, but someone is a kind of elected of that little group to stand up and talk about why they matter. Mm. And they get three or four minutes each we listen to all three, and usually it's very unrehearsed. I mean, it is just a fun way to off the cuff talk about why we care. Uh-huh. And then every woman in the room that's brought their money, well, you have to bring your money to get in the room, I guess, <laughs> um, gets to vote. And so when you come in the room, you bring a nomination and a ballot. Uh, $100 gets you those two things. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're under 40 years old, you can do it for 50 And so, um, and I can talk about our why on that in a minute, but really the impact of everyone in the room getting to learn, getting to socialize, be together in a very fun, quick environment. Our meetings only last 45 minutes to an hour. It's one of the easiest and most fun ways that I have ever um, had influence in raising money for our community. Hmm. So do typically do all 100 people bring nominations? Actually, I don't think so. Okay. I really don't think so. I think sometimes there will be a group that all goes, comes together and says, okay, let's pick this one this mm-hmm. month. Let's try to get them through. But sometimes someone just says, I heard about this. I love it. I actually just want to get to know more about nonprofits. And we've had women come to our meetings that really don't have a favorite nonprofit, but perhaps they learn about one and maybe become a fan mm-hmm. because of the work we're doing. How, how did you organize it and how did you get 100 people to show up? Well, I will I'll give you this disclaimer. We've not yet had 100 people. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think our most successful event was around 85 people. Okay. okay. And I want to share a little bit about that. So when we started, we had a big desire to make it a very diverse space. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons that we created the opportunity for $50 under 40 years old. Because someone that's younger perhaps has less earning power, but helping them establish habits uh-huh. and then just allowing them to look and see what it feels like to be philanthropic, such a big deal, and it can have just generational impact in our community. So we wanted that to happen. Um, another barrier that we took away was you, there's no membership required. In a lot of other cities, a lot of other organizations, you have to sign up for every quarter. So you really sign up for a $400 impact. And for some people, that would be great, but for others, they simply want to be a part this time because they can. I think the pandemic was um, a real window into that. I mean, for some people, we had probably more money to share than we'd had in the past. For many people, we were really struggling. Mm -hmm. And so we are really grateful that we've taken away the barriers that we saw um, initially and said, let's make this a space where we can get as much diversity in the room as possible. And we're still working toward that because that is what makes this work. 
-hmm. to have um, a lot of people who think differently, who feel differently, who care about different things, and everyone gets a voice with their vote. Sure, sure. Do um, do the people that join your organization, you really don't join, you just show up. Right. But are they all from the Kenosha or Kenosha County, or do they come from outside of that area? I think we have women from all over. Okay. The only requirement is that the group that receives the money has to be doing work in Kenosha County. Okay. All but right. we welcome people from Illinois, from Racine. I don't know if there's any groups like this in mm-hmm. other areas. But a lot of people come to us because they know someone who's having fun there. Sure. And okay. that's why I would really just recommend to come check us out. I mean, your only risk is $100. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it really is so... Um, it's inspiring, and there's so much enthusiasm. It just, it's almost an energy you can, like, feel. Uh-huh. Yeah, we love that's, it. That's that's great. I'm sure there's so many people that have to get involved to make this work and to make it happen. Um, do you have some examples of that, or do you have Oh, a, a absolutely. Early, like, probably one of their first planning meetings. Well, after our first event, we kind of looked around the room and said, who's here? And who's excited about this? Uh-huh. And then we asked for people to volunteer to be involved. And at the very first meeting of that small nucleus of women who said, I love this, we kind of self-elected um, a leader. And so Debbie Davidson is a leader of our team. And we call ourselves the empowerment team. And just with the goal of empowering women to do these good things. But we didn't want to be a board or a committee. We just were empowerment team. And that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And so there's about 10 of us that have regularly participated in making all the logistics happen. Each of us are good at something different, which makes it fun. And we welcome other people who are interested in being a part of that. Because yeah. the more people involved, um, we can make this a lot of fun and a lot of, and really easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. So when you say the it's random, so they come in. So basically, you throw a, a nomination in a in a hat, and you pull three of them out. Absolutely, that's okay. what we do. And then those three people have to be ready. Well, we double check. We make sure they are a five one c three. We do that right away, um, and we make sure that they are actually doing business or doing work in Kenosha County. Okay. Those are the two things that matter. We're actually adding a third uh, responsibility coming up soon, and that will be that you have actually been organized and doing work for over a year. Okay, okay, all right. How many organizations have you helped? 13 meetings we've had. So we've had 13 different organizations that have risen to the top, and three or four of those were during the pandemic. It's something we're really proud of Mm -hmm. is that we were able to raise over $30,000 virtually. And there's not a lot of groups that have impact on nonprofits that was able to do that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it was hard. Quite honestly, a virtual meeting is much more difficult than a meeting in person I'm because sure. we had to do a lot of running around and making sure we had all the parts ready and able to run. Now, the number, and I saw the number today that you've given away so far, can you, can you tell us what that is? So at our gala that we had on September 30th, we announced that we were at $107,000. Wow. And then that evening, we raised $8,200. Wow. So what's that, 115 But one of the opportunities we've had, and we've capitalized on, on it every time that we've been able to, is we apply for a grant to the Richard Schultz Family Foundation. Okay. So Richard Schultz, I believe he's one of the founders of Best Buy. Okay. And he cares about this 100 impact. It's how they refer to it um, Mm -hmm. at Best Buy. So if you're in so many miles proximity to a Best Buy, you can apply for a matching grant. And every time we've applied for it, we have been able to get 50% of matching. Really? So it's really exciting to be able to say my $100 is most likely actually worth $150, yeah, which is yeah. pretty cool. So back in 2018 when this started, 
did you think you would get, I mean, would you be sitting up there talking about giving away $115,000? <laughs> well, I'm an optimist, and uh, I'm a big thinker. Um, so actually, yeah, I remember our very first meeting saying we are going to have a gala when we hit $100,000, uh-huh. and we did. And we didn't know how long that would take, and certainly we had no idea that we would have a pandemic and still continue to do good work through the pandemic, but that took us a little bit longer. Uh, but I do remember thinking that's going to be quite a party when we are able to brag about $100,000 of impact in Kenosha. What, um, what, do you, what do you see next? I mean, do you just continue to build on the, the number of people and the the number of women that come to this and increase the dollars? We'd love to see 100 women in the Uh, room at one time. I think we would count that as a big win. At the same time, we are committed to making sure that anyone that wants to come even just for one time um, can make that happen. We are hoping to continue to be a place where women build relationships with each other Mm -hmm. because we see this as having kind of a outflow of goodness. Sure. I mean, this is more than about the nonprofits. This is about women having a place where they can do good work and walk away feeling so satisfied mm-hmm. and it affect other parts of their life. And we all need connection. Mm-hmm. And I'm really proud of the fact that we've been able to accomplish that. That's really cool. Laura, yes. can mm-hmm. I ask you a few questions? Of course. How did you, uh, you find out about this organization? So I learned about the organization through Crystal. Um, we are both members of Tempo Kenosha, which is a women's networking group, and I believe that's where she announced Probably, it. Probably, yeah. Originally, uh-huh. she made an announcement and um, let us, the whole group, know about it because it was a great place um, where she already had a group of women together, professional women in the same place, and um, so we learned about it, and I was able to attend um, during the first year, I think is when I was able to attend, uh-huh. and it was just, it was great. As Crystal was saying, the satisfaction that you feel and you all get together, it's an immediate response because you, you go there with the funds that you're gonna donate and you have an answer, you know exactly where they're gonna go by the time you leave. And mm-hmm. it's really, it's a, it's a great organization. Yeah, I have to believe that people like it too because there's not, I mean, with everybody so busy, I mean, it's also not, I mean, a ton of time. I mean, so it's, like you said, 45 minutes to an hour and you're, and you're completed and so you're not, out having to raise a bunch of money and different things like that. So I would think that'd be an appealing part of it. It really is. I think there's some organizations that get on a gala committee or an event committee and you might spend months planning something and only come up with $10,000. Yeah. For us to be able to do this, and especially with the matching, we're hitting twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars $14,000 regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun. It really it is. is. I think it's important to note that these are unrestricted funds as well. So many times organizations apply for grants and they have to spend it exactly how they promised. Sure. And this, with the unrestriction, it's very meaningful mm-hmm. for things that have popped up. I think pandemic is a perfect example of things we had no idea were going to come down the, down the line on things mm-hmm. that were needed in our community. Interesting. You guys aren't a not-for-profit, though, correct? You're not a 5013C? We are not a nonprofit. We simply, actually, someone really coined a great phrase that we need to use a little bit more often. We are a bridge between Mm -hmm. the community and the nonprofits. Okay. We don't uh, hold any money. We Mm -hmm. try not to collect any money. It was a little bit difficult with the gala, and I really appreciate Community State Bank for being a sponsor, because I know uh-huh. that you covered several items that made it a really fun party. Cool. And that was meaningful to us, because uh-huh. 
we wanted it to be a great party, but it's hard to throw a party without your own uh, funds that you're holding and getting ready for it. Hard to throw a party without yeah. any money. A little bit hard, actually, yeah. There was a joke that maybe for the next party, we just collect one extra dollar from every person who ever comes. <laughs> because it, we appreciate the sponsorships. But even that was a little bit of work, just making sure people knew what we were doing and being on board. Yeah. Sure. So thank you. You bet. Laura, going back to you. Why why do you why do you do it? Why do you why do you stay involved? Why do you get involved? I I think it's just the natural the the desire to help the community. Uh-huh. I, I love the community that I've grown up in that I and that I live in and work in and um it is the appeal factor that you mentioned that you can do something so quickly and have such a great impact in a short amount of time. It 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 makes you want to go back and do it again. Uh-huh. And and it's a great place to make connections and build relationships as Crystal was saying. It, it hits all of the marks. Sure. That's great. Um, what, did, what advice would either one of you give to other women who are thinking about coming to this? Oh, I would definitely encourage women to come uh-huh. um, for all of the reasons that we've said. Uh, whether it's appealing because it is a brief time, you can have a great impact, you can build great relationships, meet new people. It's, it's wonderful. And there's a social aspect to it as well. So mm-hmm. you're doing great work and you, you do get to relax a little bit and enjoy the evening as well. Sure. Yeah, when I was uh, inviting some friends recently, someone said, well, what's in it for me? And mm-hmm. it was a really good question for mm-hmm. me to actually sit back and say, let me think about the best way to answer this. Um, when you bring your nomination, you have an opportunity for your nonprofit to have access to this pot of money that's you know, eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000. Sure. From your one nomination, that could happen. So I think that's meaningful. Also, the opportunity to have that matching grant match your funds. Mm-hmm. So if you bring $50, you're actually having $75 of impact. $100, you know, $150. And when you walk away knowing that your gift was multiplied with all these other women that care about similar things you care about, I think it's important to note that one of the things that we thought of very early is what if the winner doesn't match what I want? You know, this is kind of a common thing that you're never sure who's going to get all the votes. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about in our very first meeting, we probably don't talk about it quite as often now. I I need to kind of do a refresher on this. But you are committing to your blank check to be written out to whatever organization wins. And I think that the reason we want it to be a very diverse room is so that our whole community is represented. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be the best way for this process to work. You know, we don't want to have anything that's politically motivated or, you know, even religiously motivated. Those things are in our nonprofit world, and a lot of those things have merit. But we really want the room to be full of people who care about Kenosha and maybe different than each other. So mm-hmm. we have balance. So that just, but, but when you walk in the room, I mean, we, we talked in our very first meeting about kindred kitties. And what if you don't like cats, but kindred kitties wins the... The prize. I mean, uh-huh. it is what it is, and we have all committed to trusting the way that this works. One of the things that we've added recently is making sure that nonprofits read their mission statement, either read or recite their mission statement, so it's very clear on what they are about and what they are accomplishing, uh-huh. so that everyone has clarity when they cast their vote. And I'm really thankful for the conversations we've had around that, because it has made some people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But when we first started, we considered that. And everyone who was a part of this said, this is going to be 
how we do it. Everyone gets a vote, and we trust the process. We trust the room. Trust our community. And I'm really thankful to be a part of it. That's cool. If if somebody's moving to town or somebody wants to join this organization, how do they how do they get in touch with you? How do they follow you? I mean, where do you guys meet and all those fun things? So it's a little bit fluid, yeah. um, but generally we have the second Tuesday of every quarter. So our next meeting will be February eighth. We're actually taking a little break in the fourth quarter because. The gala was a lot of work. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so the second Tuesday, which is February 8th, and we don't have a location set yet, but anyone can follow our Facebook page at 100 Plus Women Who Care Kenosha or our website, 100wwckenosha.org. Terrific. Now we have a couple last questions that we like to ask our, our participants here, <laughs> and we'll just kind of go every other one here. There's, there's four of them, but... Um, Crystal, one thing about yourself that many people don't know. Well, I was going to tell you I grew up in Canada, but you asked that one right away. (laughs) Uh, That was my answer. I grew up in Canada. It's a a tough question. Yeah. Yeah. And and Crystal's very open, and I I feel like I'm an open book, too. I tell people everything. (laughs) So is there anything about Laura that you have that people don't know about you? You know, I I, I used to say that I was... uh, I'm a pianist, but I don't really play that often anymore, so I don't know if it qualifies, but Uh I was a piano player. (laughs) Well, cool. Then we'll have to have you do something for the bank sometime in front of everybody. There you go. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Christmas party. (laughs) 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 We've got some entertainment. Might be a little disappointed. (laughs) This can go to both of you, this question. Um, Who is someone that inspires you? As I considered this question, I was thinking of the people in my life that I get to interact with Mm -hmm. that have had perhaps different advantages than I've had and things that perhaps have made life a little bit more difficult for them and how hard they continue to work and have optimism and not let it hold them back. I think it's really exciting to see people like that in our life and it gives me so much, not just inspiration, but drive to continue to make spaces for them to excel and succeed. Uh huh. That's cool. Someone that inspires you, Laura. You know, I thought about it as well, and I couldn't come up with a specific person, but uh-huh. more of a personality type. And it, it's the people who help their communities and give back. And those, um, I wish I could remember his name, Chris. Who was the last speaker at the Inspire? Yeah, uh, Jamal Cole. Yeah, he was phenomenal. How he grew up, and he was just so determined. He had a rough life as a child, and. He was so determined to do something, and everything he does centers around giving back to his community and helping other young kids who grew up like he did. Nice. Yeah, I think that, that he probably framed my, my answer a little bit mm-hmm. because I was thinking of him, and I have not even met him personally, but I got to, I've learned about him over the past few years, and uh-huh. I got to see him in person, and we were at the same event on Friday. And that's a person who didn't have a lot of things going for him, sure. and he did not let it hold him back. And that is the kind of person that we see every single day in our lives. Mm-hmm. And to be able to lift them up and give them a platform so that they can help others is really exciting. Mm-hmm. Nice. What brings you true joy? I think this is something that I've developed over the last few years and identified as a gift that I have. I absolutely love connecting people. Nice. I feel a lot of joy when I am able to create spaces where we build relationships and learn about each other and kind of get into personal conversations that would be unlikely without the space. And mm-hmm. I love ha- making that happen. Nice. How about you, Laura? 
Uh, when I thought about that question, it, it, family was the first thing yeah. that came to mind. Being with family, good friends who you feel are family, that, that's where I think a lot of my joy comes from. Nice. All right. Um, if you had a chance to have dinner with anybody either alive or that's deceased, who would it be? I think Margaret Thatcher. Okay. Margaret Thatcher um, recently was able to just see a little bit of her story um, through media and she was a tough woman and strong, and she stuck to her guns, and it was fun to just see a little bit about that, like yeah. to get to know more about her. Yeah, I've, I've followed her a little bit, too, over the years, and it's really interesting how, you know, when she came in, she just wasn't all that all that popular, you know, with the monarchy and everything else, and mm -hmm. she really just seemed to really, uh, she, she just did a phenomenal job, so mm -hmm. cool. Laura, how about you? Mine was closer to home. I met my dad. Your dad? Yeah, cool. yeah. We lost him a couple years ago, and he would be the one I would want to be with. Oh, that's really nice. Very nice. Ladies, it's been a pleasure having you both here today. Uh, congratulations on what you're doing and, and uh, making a difference in people's lives and making a difference in Kenosha and Kenosha County. And um, we'd like to we'd like to give you a blank check for two hundred and fifty dollars. I'm going to have to talk to our CFO and see uh, how excited he is going to be about that. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Laura can bring it with her on February eighth. Uh -huh. yep. yep. Not the two hundred fifty dollar part, but the blank check part. It's really hard for an accountant to, uh, to to deal with. But uh, no, we really would like to support you, and and we just uh, we just think it's really cool. And thanks so much for coming and sharing your story with us today and and we promise to get it out to a whole bunch of people thank you thanks scott thank you thank you for listening to feel good friday where community state bank highlights those doing good in the community know a feel good story we want to know visit us online at csp.bank podcast community state bank is a member fdic and an equal housing lender